Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening. This is Buying and Selling Homes, the podcast. This is Fred the Realtor, Jeff Johns, and Sarah Audley. And we're here to talk all things real estate. Hi, everybody. Uh, Fred, Jeff, Sarah here. And we're going to talk about house hacking, which I'm going to let Jeff take it right away. (laughs) Um, Anybody who wants to... uh, House hack should definitely read that book right there, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, but anyways, if you don't know what house hacking is, house hacking is basically having other people pay for your mortgage. So the most common way, you know, your first house is a two to four family unit property. You buy it with a three and a half percent down FHA loan, um, and you let your tenants pay you rent and you use that rent to pay your mortgage. You now no longer have a living expense, so now you can go out, get your nicer car, pay off those student loans, pay off the credit cards, you know, whatever you want to do with that extra money, um, because you've just eliminated that biggest expense. Did you just say you agree with getting a nicer car with that money? I know, crazy, right? Well, I don't know. Hey, what you do with what you do with your money, uh, you know, that's up to you. I (laughs) I personally wouldn't buy a nicer car, but you know, I know a lot of people out there. I thought I thought your usual thing that we hear is like then you're gonna use that money to go buy another property. That would be the smartest thing to do, but a lot of people, you know, they don't really want the, you know, two, three, four, five, six properties. They don't wanna manage that. Um, you know, that's fine. Like, I'm not here to tell people what to do with their money, but um, I do know the difference that having, like, that first property with that low down payment can do to someone's financial future, because people our age, you know, 24, 25, 26, you get a 30 year mortgage on that. Somebody else is paying that mortgage down for you. That property is increasing in value. Now you just turned your you know ten thousand dollar initial investment in thirty years to you know four or five hundred thousand dollars when it's paid off. Right. right. So, say I don't know anything about house hacking. What is it like? What's a step by step guide to get me to not paying mortgage? I mean, I'll give you my example of like what I first did on my property. Um, so I was fortunate enough. I was twenty three. And um, I bought a house that needed a lot of work. So I bought a duplex, two small units, South Milwaukee. Um, I still own it today. And um, luckily, since I had like a lower entry price for this property, mm-hmm. I at the time had the 20% down, so I wasn't paying PMI on it. Um, I didn't read Rich Dad Poor Dad yet, so I hadn't completely done all the things of like running it like a business. Um, I kind of just had that flexibility where I was living upstairs. I had tenants living downstairs that were paying my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had kind of gotten into that because I was renting a studio apartment in Pewaukee. And what I was paying in rent for my studio was more than I was paying, more than my mortgage was on this investment property. So um, fast forward to today, I've refinanced it. Mm-hmm. So um, I took out, I went from having a 30 year loan to a 12 year loan with a 2.99 interest rate, which is like crazy. Um, but, and I took out, I think $40,000 of it at that time that I did that refi. So I did what Jeff said, paid off some other stuff, paid for my wedding. Um, and then, you know, now you figure we're sitting on our rental property. We have equity there. Um, we're not paying that mortgage. Our tenants are paying that. We've had good luck with it, so I, you know, I can't speak to the fear there. Obviously, there's still risk, um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those that, yeah, maybe on paper we're not making, you know, money that we're spending on vacations, but eight years from now, 
touch base with me and we'll see when it's paid your, off. Your net worth, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you bought that when you were 23 and you'll have it paid off before you're 40. Yeah, so my goal, I mean, hypothetically, my goal is to have it paid off even in like five years because um, my kids will be at the ages, so my oldest will be under 10 and the way I look at it is if we can continue cash flowing that as like our vacation fund each year so that that way we're not using mm -hmm. it as a regular, you know, Mm -hmm. having to dig into our other income to get that vacation. So yeah. Right. And a big thing with that is just passive income. Totally. I totally. mean, it's all, it's all about making your money work for you. I mean, I know they use the term, right, cash cow for things like storage units where it's mm -hmm. like you, you know, you're, you're paying one time and then you're really not, up, you know, doing a bunch. Mm -hmm. But I mean, rentals are kind of that same boat where typically you're not doing major renovations on it year over year. Um, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding when I say that sometimes we stop there once a month on the day we collect rent. Like, how many days do I call? How, I think I've called Jeff probably five times, like, well, I don't know, the past couple of months. I'm like, it's the first of the month. It's like, what's that mean? And I'm like, it's rent day. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, I just sat down with a buyer who she's looking to buy, she, you know, she was doing the, should we buy a single family? Should we buy a um, rental property? And I'm just like, if you have yeah, if you have that, if you have that little bit of sensation to do it, and it's not for everyone, but I think it's there for a reason. Right. Yeah. So, can you house hack a single family home? Um. Yeah, you can. You can house hack a single family home. I've actually had a couple people buy houses where they like a three bedroom house. They live in one bedroom, and then they rent out the other, totally. you know, one or two bedrooms to a roommate. Um. And so that roommate then is essentially paying their mortgage. Um. Another way too is if. You know, somebody's really handy or looking to take on a project and they go and buy a house that, you know, needs a decent amount of work. There's some room to build some equity. Um, you know, they take on that project and then after two years, since that was your personal residence, you can sell that now um, and not pay any capital gains tax on the, right. on the profit. So, yeah, that's another way. I will say, too, um, it's actually easier. If you're a first-time home buyer, it, it is easier to buy a two- to four-family property than it is a single-family house. Why? Um, the bank is going to give you 75% of the rental income and add that onto your income. So theoretically, you're you know buying a duplex. The rents are 1,000 in each unit. Um, they're going to look at the unit you're not living in, and they're going to say, okay, $1,000 a month in rent. We're going to take 75% of that, which is $750, and we're going to add that onto your monthly income. Totally. So now it doesn't look like you make you know $2,000 a month. It looks like you make $2,750 a month and that increases your purchase price, makes you a more attractive borrower to the bank. Um, so a lot of people have that hesitation, they don't think they can afford a house. Well, you know, I almost qualified for my three family based on the rental income alone, like the bank almost didn't even have to look at my, my income. So it's, it's, really, it's really an advantage uh, for somebody who, you know, doesn't have the income or you know doesn't have the credit or maybe doesn't have the income history right like a lot of traditional banks are looking for that you know two years at the same job kind of thing so as realtors right we don't necessarily always have that steady paycheck every two weeks kind of thing so mm -hmm. the rental property you know boosts you that way yeah absolutely I think it's a great uh, great way to start for anybody uh, and I think it's just a lack of like 
knowledge or scared of the risk of, you know, a, a tenant could destroy my unit or, you know, what if they don't pay their rent on time? Right. And, you know, well, then you evict them and, and we can talk about that process. Well, or, it doesn't go straight to eviction. Well, right. Either. You have to give them the, what, the 14-day notice or the 5-day notice, the 14-day notice, and then you can Yes, the and like, yeah. think about it. when It's also different when you're living there. Say it's your first one and mm-hmm. you're living on site. I mean, these are not just like your tenants, though. They're also your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I think that that plays into it, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, I have had people pay late and sometimes you can totally accommodate, like, you know, I have my mortgage set up where it's not due on the first, mm-hmm. it's due after the first so that when I collect rent on the first, if for some reason mm-hmm. the tenant is behind, say a week, well, my mm-hmm. mortgage isn't even due, so that, that money, you know, mm-hmm. you can set it all up that way too, so that that way you buffer yourself. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Fred, you got anything to add? No, I don't, I mean, I you think- You ready for a roommate yet? Not yet, um, but yeah, I think house hacking is like a really good way to even get your first home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jeff, you're buying a multifamily, and is your plan to stay there for a long time, or what do you think you're going to do with that multifamily? Um, yeah, so my plan, if, if you're going to own or occupy a two to four family property, uh, you're going to be able to, to use that low down payment, whatever. The only catch is you have to live in that property for a year. So I guess my plan would be to live in that property for the bare minimum 12 months and then go buy another one, live in it, do the same thing. Hmm. So I, you know, not everybody wants to deal with that. Um, you know, I don't really look at a mortgage on a rental property as debt. I, I just look at that or as- Or good debt versus bad debt. It's, it's great debt, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome debt. Um, Cause it's just, it's making you money. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's 900 goes out and 1500 comes in. Yes, you know what I, mean? I get it. Just, just math, yeah. Um, and I will say for people who don't want to take on that challenge of managing tenants, and I, I kind of understand that if you're going to live there especially, cause that's, you know, you're building a different relationship probably with the tenant. You can always hire a property manager. Totally. Your expenses are going to be so low while living there. You know, go pay somebody a couple hundred dollars a month max to, you know, manage that tenant. You know, take care of any issues that arise. Have have your tenant call the property manager when issues arise, and you just collect the check. Well, you didn't even talk about your other, like the other form of house hacking now that we're seeing pop up more and more, which is like the rentals, like short term rentals. Oh, like Airbnb yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I I know someone who's doing it personally with two properties, um, so there's you know small little lake properties. One actually doesn't even have lake access, and he's still mm-hmm. renting it. I mean, it's another form of house hacking, where yeah. people are doing that for for income. Well, and there you have a manager of it. Actually, before we get into that, Sarah, you said something about good debt and bad debt. Yeah. What's that really mean? So um, I'll give you like a little bit. Of, you feel 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 free to elaborate. So good debt, good debt, like anything that's bringing in income versus like you know, and appreciating in value. So a home, whether it's a single family or not, a home is then appreciating in value. So as you're paying it off, you're, it's also working for you um, versus like bad debt. Okay, my cars, right? I have, I have enough bad debt for all of us. Um, but yeah, things like your cars, well, they're depreciating and you're paying so high for them. So they're not really working for you. You get your explanation. Is your personal residence good debt or bad debt? Your personal residence, that's a one family house. Um, good debt. Good debt. Bad I'm betting good debt. Bad debt. Oh, this I is would, a trick I would just, question. I would, just, I, would, <laughs> I would say it's bad debt. I would say it's bad debt because it's 
it's money out every month. There's no money coming in. If you were to rent out your bedrooms, your basement, and you're profiting, now yeah, it's good debt. Yeah, I, I still consider it good debt. This is why. Mm -hmm. um, I have a family. So for us, there's like um, a lot of, there's just a benefit to having the stability of one residence. Um, I'm looking to turn it into better debt. Okay, right? Um, I, I, I'd like to live in it multi-generationally. So, you know, my dream is that like we build in a suite so that either my mom, my stepdad, my grandma, someone can stay with us. Um, so, I mean, I'm all into that aspect of things, mm -hmm. just like that style of living. So we bought a house with that intent that we have that ability. Um, and also it's appreciating. So like literally I bought my house last February um, and I could sell it today for significantly more than I bought it for, mm -hmm. um, more than my payments have been on it. So, I mean, it's hard to argue that it's bad debt. I mean, obviously it's like a good, a good thing to have, you know, you got the, you got the family and you started right too, cause you bought the duplex first and then went to buy the house. Right. And you know, it obviously makes sense for you. I mean, you have three kids, you know, the husband, you know, you have, you have to have a house. Right. right. But um, is my vacant lot good debt? <laughs> no, but I, I still wouldn't say that that makes your house good debt. I guess it's good to have. What's but your quali What's your qualifier? Good debt has to make you money. Some money. Good debt yeah. has to make you money. So whether that's you know business loan, you know buying a rental property, um, it, it, you know. Does it have to make you more than you pay for it? Yes. Yeah, because it's got to make money. It's got a cash flow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how about this? I'll give you an example. Somebody buys a duplex. Um, they rent out the other unit and they have a mortgage. They're probably not cash flowing, but they're monthly expenses are significantly reduced. Uh, I would say when you're living there, no, it's not technically good debt probably, but the second you move out and you put a tenant in the unit you were living in, boom, good debt. Gotcha. And it's gonna be good debt for the majority of the time you own it. All right, so I just have yeah. to start renting out some rooms. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna wrap it up now. Um, so thanks for listening and have a great day.